Hello, I'm Georges Collinet with another Afropop close-up, available when you subscribe to the Afropop Worldwide podcast and in the podcast section at afropop.org. Today, we visit Trinidad and meet the creators of a renegade grassroots music called Rapso. This episode, Sounding Like We Self, Rapso in Trinidad, hosted by producer Jake Hochberger. In school, there was a school magazine. They asked for submissions of poetry. We submitted our work. <laughs> the lady just said, that is not poetry. We said, okay, no problem. Let us find a name, a term, a term, something to identify what we do. And we've been searching for this name. And then one day we had a, a performance. And when we came off the stage, somebody said, Hey, how will you can rap? So, and we said, hey. And we said, rap so. Out a stone for my country, the people in authority Mashing up my family So much a years that we sweat and toil is we blood and tears wait till the soil But we still suffering today And we children can't see the way hey, I wake up in the morning and there's unemployment I can't take that Trinidad, the southernmost Caribbean island, part of the twin island nation Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad is best known for its carnival, the largest street festival in the world. It's also the birthplace of the steel drum and calypso music, and I'm not talking Harry Belafonte. In Trinidad, generations of musicians, artists, and common people have contributed to powerful forms of expression that have since been used to create a nationalized culture. As a result, industry, carnival, politics, music, they're all endlessly intertwined. Tapping into each of these facets of Trinidadian society is an impassioned, message-laden, musical movement called Rapso. Delman Warren. I'm a member of the Rapso crew called Three Canal. My name is Omari Ashby. In terms of Rapso, I'm half of a group called Kindred. The style of music that we have created over the years is called Rapso music. And Rapso is defined by Brother Resistance, who's one of the innovators of the form, as the power of the word in the rhythm of the word. Sure! Now this is Brother Resistance, and I come with the power of the word in the rhythm of the word. Riding the millennium with them all rap so children gather round. I'm known as Brother Resistance. Brother Resistance is a founding Rapso artist. He's also known as Lutalo Makosa Masimba. Which means uh, resistance musical power. Some say the king of Rapso. I accept that graciously. Rapso emerged in the 1980s from impoverished communities that surround Trinidad's capital city, Port of Spain. It's both a musical form and a social philosophy. 
The Rapso sound draws on the rhythms of Afro-Trinidadian religion Ife Arisha, on Calypso, and on the infectiously danceable rhythms of Soka. James Brown's funk and Fela Kuti's Nigerian Afrobeat also had a considerable influence on early Rapso artists. Rapso also draws heavily on Trinidad's rich steel band tradition. I grew up in Quarry Street, East Dry River, Lavanti. Well, Lavantil is what some people would call a ghetto. The projects, squatting, you know, is where you find the real people, the creative people, is where steel band flourished. Community of the hill was leader of Fitzroy Church, Orisha Church. The drums was a natural part of that drums and the chantwell. To the other side was one steel band going through the low place. Up the hill was Desperado steel band. Down the hill was Syncopator steel band and Renegade steel band. In the evening, when we come out to relax, we come out, we play drums, and we just had a chant, and we just sit down on the whole concrete and vibes and talk and smoke and exchange ideas and, you know, <laughs> we had a fish on, on that cold concrete. The Cold Concrete Network was renamed the Network Rapso Rhythm Band and was a driving force behind Brother Resistance's charismatic vocals. With the network band, Brother Resistance designed what would come to be known as the distinctive sound of Rapso. Both new and familiar sounds mixed to accompany critical commentary and uplifting messages. Here's Wendell Mann Warren again. The succinctness of the expressions, the power of those expressions, the call and response, the sort of elemental sound, you know, drum, voice, guitar, steel pan, not heavily synthesized or overly processed or anything like that. A very raw, truthful sound. Here's longtime Rapso Man, contemporary of Brother Resistance, Correga Mandela. The steel pan was born in Trinidad Tobago. So we moved two instruments, the drummer skin and the drummer steel. So we used the um, steel pan as our keyboard and the drummer as the heartbeat. There was a lot of funk and feeler in it. The use of the pan alongside the guitar and the horns and stuff. Created a kind of Afrobeat bed for resistance to do his chanting. So it's a more chanting style than singing style. Although there are some people in Rapso now who have really good melodies, but in its foundation it was more of a chanting style, you know? What a night when you hold them drum with a thunder. The pressure don't drop, but we never surrender. Tonight when we jam is to break them chain, and all who labor must hold the rain. What a night. What a night when truth and rights come down and caress me And the voice of the people cry and cry and cry for liberty I'll tell you something, hear what Rapso is? Rapso is being you And anything that encourages people to talk like themselves, I good with that Omari Ashby and Wendell Mann Warren were both part of a second wave of Rapso artists in the 1990s and early 2000s. And even as they introduced harmonies and American hip-hop influences, for all Rapso artists, one thing remained certain. 
they had to be true to their Trinidadian identity. That means chanting or singing not like an American and not like a Jamaican, but in their own Trinidadian accent. So if you express your poetic emotion in your Trinidadian voice, for me it's rap so. We sing. We sing when we talk. Hey boy! We sing. So we have a particular way we bring stuff over. And the rap so kind of naturally lives there. You will feel it. Mm. <laughs> Just how we walk and we talk is that same kind of energy. Yeah. I was a big hip hop fan. From the earliest point, um, I think 1979, I heard this song called The Message, you know, from Grandmaster Flash. Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my, my head. head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. And I fell in love with hip-hop. So I started to rap, beating on the desks in school and rapping. But it was all American style, eh? And one time there was this competition, and on the day of the competition, so some I got into the finals, and then I started to think, how do I differentiate myself from all the other rappers that came in? I said, you know what? I'm gonna do rap so. And boom, I just appeared on the stage and did this rap so in the middle of the thing. And I mash up the place, you know? So then and there, I always liked rap so, and I never went back to hip hop after that. The first song that we did was called This Trini Could Flow and was a direct response to some of our friends who we were still hanging out with but they were doing hip-hop and they kept telling us, boy, that flow is no good. You have to get back to the hip-hop. You got to bring the New York to it, you know, get your accent right, you know. And I'm like, why should I have to sound like somebody else to be good? And then we sat under a mango tree and we came up with Didn't you know, didn't you know, that this trini could flow Didn't you know, didn't you know, this trini could flow Didn't you know, didn't you know, this trini could flow Stop, bring the intro, stop Kids just come again and we bring a brand new vibe A brand new style of rap so from a brand new type of tribe Take the drum of Africa and give it all we can Feel the vibe of a ram, they go and dunk the Lancelot Play flow they say how the rap so it can't flow So Kindred come to show them what we knew they didn't know And all of the nation they just come and gather wrong So listen to the rap so it be rough and rugged song Just to clear up that rap so is not an attempt at Trinidad in hip-hop Philosophically it's probably the same thing It happened in an urban space um, With people of African descent trying to express themselves It's the same thing, it's the same impulse It's just filtering through a different cultural matrix The reason being all these poetic expressions a family. In America, when Amiri Baraka was doing his poetry, or Sonia Sanchez, they're doing the same thing in their voice, with their accent, in their rhythm. In Jamaica, they said dub poetry. I say, okay. In Dominica, he said zook poetry. In Grenada, they say rhythm poetry. So the oral tradition is all over. Rapso artists trace their art form back to the West African griot, who acted as a historian, a social commentator, storyteller, and a keeper of culture in many West African societies. The griot tradition survived the horrors of the transatlantic slave trade and resurfaced throughout the Caribbean. In Trinidad and Tobago, the griot reemerged first as a shantwell, 
which is a call and response singing tradition, and then as the Kaiso, which evolved into Calypso. That experience would sustain our forefathers, comfort them, defend them, and make them come through the slavery experience. So the oral tradition has been sustained with great vigor in Trinidad, and Rapso artists see themselves as the next step in that ancestry. Trinidad's carnival happens in mid-February and is an evolution of French, Roman Catholic, pre-Lenten festivities. Carnival is a time when Trinidadian culture mobilizes. Here, rhythm reigns as thousands of costumed people dance their way through the streets to the sound of steel bands and soca music. An important part of carnival is the masquerade, or mass. When people play mass, they disguise themselves and act out the characteristics of specific folkloric characters. For some, this can be a spiritual practice to release inner demons and become someone else for a moment. Words and rhythm come together in one mass character in particular, called the Midnight Robber. Here's Tony Hall, a playwright whose work has illuminated the importance of masquerade traditions in Trinidad. When resistance talk about the rhythm of the word being the power of the word, that is coming straight from the Midnight Robber. And the Midnight Robber is the originator of the speed rap style. The Midnight Robber was rapping before it had microphone and... <laughs> and turn table and thing, you know. The Midnight Robber is the dreadest, most fearful, horriblest. He takes all the sort of evils of the world onto himself and aggrandizes himself, and he sees no shame in claiming these nasty deeds. And they would give themselves names like Agent of Dead Valley, the Prince of Darkness, the Last Robber, the Midwife Robber, there's a female who calls herself that. And when they meet in the streets, it's combat, but the combat would be lyrical. They would say things like, on the day that I was born, the sun refused to shine. At the age of one, my father gave me my first gunshot, and I killed more people than smallpox. At the age of two, I stick my foot into a volcano, and the lava turned to ice. At the age of three, I killed many men. I killed Jack the Ripper. I killed him, and they would call out all the baddest men in history. My mother fed me copper, and I spit out bullets. So bow your knees and drop your keys, you mocking pretender, for I am here to take your life, and I will drink your blood and feed your skull to your children. I am the agent of Death Valley. I was never born. Come this gun, silence gone. Speakers on, word is born. Devil born, does still done. Father, mother, daughter, son. I'm gonna you want to do that. Oh, we jamming them whole night. We robbing them whole week. We jamming them midnight for my passing. I am Mark Antonio Jimenez, born in Trinidad, a place called Lavantil, Chinapu Village, move on. Mark Antonio Jimenez, also known as Ataclan 
is recognized by many as a living embodiment of the Midnight Robber. To me, Ataklan is the creative one. And Ataklan is real. I mean, Ataklan is a real manifestation of the Midnight Robber. He's very clear as to what he's about. No ifs or buts about him. And he will always hold on to that ideology. And in a real way, that ideology is wrapped on. Once you hold on to the ideology, the music will come out a certain way because you will be insisting on a certain engagement. In 1997, Ataklan had a big hit with Flambo. But in planning his next release, he found himself facing off against the music industry monopolized by a local radio station owner. Rather than sign on with the mogul, Ataklan struck out on his own and never looked back. So the rebelliousness in me was like, no, I'm not going down that road. I can license songs to people, but you know, I can't manage and produce them at the same time, you know, and these are people who think they control shit. I dropped my, my second album and um, there was no airplay, none, from being the biggest artist to no airplay. So I remain independent, right, so Summer 99, I went to New York and I decided, you know what, I'm going to do a video for the slowest song on my album, the most poetic song on my album. Yeah, don't let them tell you what to do with your reality, because only you know what that is. And I did it because I knew that the radio was never going to play a song like that. became the most played Trinidadian music video for about six to seven years straight. So we have a generation that kind of grew up seeing and hearing this song. There's a reason for the season, a reason if it's long, a reason for a river and the places that it flows, a reason for the rain. A reason for the pain Knowing deep inside my soul That I would rise again That first album broke a lot of barriers A lot of young people saw that could sing in their own accent And drop topical songs like, you know, love and the area you're from And the more I feel Is the more I care and the more them people dress it up, dress it up it's the less I wear. Cause I like to walk naked, naked I like to walk. Naked away from Wall Street paintings and poets buying yards of fabric. I think what happened is after a certain point, people realized that calling yourself Rapso was going to handicap it more than advance it. They're seen as kind of militant or artsy and on the fringes and always in the form of resistance and rebellion. For people who are seeking commercial mainstream success and acceptance, it is not the right banner to roll under. They pull me head with lead and pump me mind with ink. Tell me never to grow a dread, for that's the right way to think. They teach me foreign history Till I don't know nothing about me Still rascals can work in banks And they call that equality Well, tell John Hawkins to have a cat Buy some trade and fly away Midnight rubber and peregrinade Is we history lesson today What has happened to Rapsone now is interesting because 
I would say in the forefront of rap, so it's Three Canal. That's Tony Hall. Three Canal is Wendell Man Warren's Rapso group. They arrived on the scene around the 1990s. And Three Canal has a very clear sense of the market, a very clear sense of advertising, a very clear sense of graphics. They were a machine. Musically, they brought harmony into the game, so it was like, hey. doing that same sort of talk singing but then we added harmonies we had a four-part harmony it was four of us four male voices three canal first came together as a carnival band and even as they took up the rapso banner they have always maintained their ties to the carnival their yearly show combines music theater dance and irresistible festive energy all crafted around a theme designed to get people thinking and talking We go through a whole process of coming up with a concept, crafting a bunch of songs, creating a show, putting on that show, and then ending on the streets on a carnival Monday morning. We see ourselves as part of this sort of cultural fabric of the chantwell, the griot, the storyteller, the man who has the opportunity to give voice to certain things. We seek to use that to sort of provoke, agitate, get people to pay attention to certain issues, because the carnival has always been a space for that. Trinidad has a long colonial history, and Rapso artists are aware of the near-colonial nature of American culture as it infiltrates their airwaves. The late Lancelot Lane is considered the first Rapso artist. He addressed this cultural colonization in his 1982 release, Get Off the Radio. Lane rapped about Trinidadian radio announcers who spoke in standard English using American accents and who gave preference to foreign music over local content. We talk in Trinidadian and we all right and comfortable talking Trinidadian. But as it come up in a classroom or a courthouse or any kind of formal situation, we had to speak standard English. That's the colonial thing. In his songs from the early 1970s, Lancelot Lane chanted his lyrics. He used call and response and spoke in his own accent, but he didn't call it Rapso. In fact, it wasn't until 10 years later that the term appeared with Brother Resistance. So it's Brother Resistance who considers Lancelot Lane's 1970 song, Blow Way, to be the first Rapso song. And if a man wants a special standard for you to follow, to hear where you say, and if he persists to brighten your head and lighten your bread, you're living dead, where you say? In the 1970s experience, it would be the experience of the Black Power Revolution in Trinidad and Tobago, would really be two things happening at the same time. One is that for the African population, it was finding yourself. It was embracing yourself and it was having out your African space in the multicultural society. Secondly, 1970 was eight years after our nation's independence, which was 1962. The majority of the population didn't see any change. It was still that the society was controlled by white expatriates, by transnational corporations. So the people had enough of that. And 1970 represented the uprising of the people to try to change that framework within which he was living. Brother Resistance recalls the 1970s black power movement as a time when early Rapso musicians developed their dedication to social change. I didn't see myself as an artist. 
I saw myself as a community activist. The fact that I could be called on a picket line or called in a strike camp or African Liberation Rally to do my work, that was what it was for me. Holding her own among the Rapso men, Sister Ava is one of few Rapso artists giving voice to a woman's perspective as both a performer and a community leader. Rapso is not about the stage for me. I'm a coordinator and a facilitator for the network community organization. Rapso is about going to the homes, the orphanages, the communities that is more depressed or deprived and setting up workshops in there. Rapso is tending to a battered mother who in her nowhere to run. Then you follow up on her, encourage her to write, encourage her to talk, encourage her to be brave. They say all the band is living up by we. People afraid to come and walk the taxi. A young girl with a big belly and a sad face. A boy in junior sec have three robbery keys. But is this the jungle where animals roam? No, this is the place that we call home. Cause all are we together with the good and the bad. Kicking it live down in a backyard. And we don't care about your color, your race or creed. Nobody can stop you if you want to succeed. Get to love never done, get to hope never die. Get so money must run, ghetto youth must cry in the ghetto. In the ghetto. We take your America, chew it up and spit it out, and when we hand it back to you, you don't recognize it. Yes, the influences are there, but we always flip it. We assimilate it and then spit it back at the world and show them something new. Three young Trinidadian artists have seized that spirit. They embraced the trap-style hip-hop that came out of the American South in the 1990s, and they've infused it with local topics, slang, and trademark Trinidadian energy. They call it Trapso. We have Kaisu, Rapso, Calypso, Soka, and because a lot of our instrumentals were reminiscent of Atlanta trap hip-hop, we said let's combine it two, and that's Trapso was born. That's rapper Young Rudd. Here's the Trapso producer, Explicit Mivan. I'm a happy person and soca music is very happy. So like the way I might do a trap beat is not the same way somebody from Atlanta would do it. Most of our tones will be bright and the chords will be brighter and be happier. It's just natural for us to do happier music. Trapso is still in its infancy, but it's getting heard. The second release by Young Rudd and cohort Mark Hardy is called Naboy. Naboy is a phrase that you hear a lot in Trinidadian conversations. Naboy is a phrase, a slang. Oh, so you could go get this for me, Naboy. It's like, a, please? And you could just use it like as a general term. It's like, I don't know, Naboy. Naboy, can you do that for me? I don't know, Naboy. So it means so many things, but Trinidadians use it a lot. I think what we are going to do is show that you can be a successful artist in Trinidad outside of Carnival. That's part one. Then part two is that the way people look up to other people. We're going to be that for some school kids. They're going to look up to us and we're going to influence them to better what we've done right now. 
Once again, Three Canals, Wendell Man Warren. We're not so young anymore. I mean, we have a young and youthful energy. We're very open to what time it is and what's going on, but also aware that, you know, a big part of what we have to do now is train, pass on, mentor, you know, help show the way. If you really want to talk about a nationalist movement, looking at who we are and what we're about and what cultural formulations we have manifested to define ourselves in this space, it's coming from these people. Red, white and black in flight, show your colors, unite, be stronger together forever. Trinidad and Tobago, right? Yo, we Trinidadian, sounding like we self, you ain't trying to be nobody else, but we mashing up still. Trinidad and Tobago, up, up, Sounding Like We Self, the Trinidadian Rapso tradition, was written and produced by Jake Hochberger as a senior project at Hampshire College in Amherst, Massachusetts. Many thanks to the Trinity College Trinidad program. At Hampshire College, thanks to Joanna Morris and to my committee, Becky Miller and Chris Tinson. In Trinidad, many thanks to Tony Andrews, Flory Blizzard, Shemaine and Gregory Bertrand, and Jacqueline Morris. Also, thank you to the Hochberger family. For further information, email Jake Hochberger at jsh12 at hampshire.edu. Create unity and harmony. Let's speak and share with the whole wide world. Thank you, Jake, and thanks to our financial supporters. This podcast is made possible thanks to our donors. If you've enjoyed this or any of the other Afropop podcasts, please consider giving to Afropop. Just go to afropop.org and press donate. And remember, you can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. And join us next week or anytime you like for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Until then, I'm Georges Collinet.